You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and Dastan is eyeing a necklace that rests within Tamina's shirt. She notices him looking. See what you were looking for, hunk? Oh, that changes that whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's ranked the most interesting quote because IMDb's a bunch of nasties. Yeah, they, they, they nasty like that. I'm Carter, and... The Chunk of Persia! The Chunk of Persia! They're calling you the Chunk of Persia! <laughs> That's it. That feels like people running away from the aftermath of a volcanic eruption. The Chunk of Persia, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> Avoid the Chunk! Um, <laughs> it's my no, favorite Domino's Pizza ad campaign. Avoid yeah, the Chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doge, I can't, I can't see you, but I can feel you. Why right. are you the hunk? Uh, it's because I am an Egyptian god, and you guys are my avatars, and you can't see me at all because my internet connection's really bad where I am. I've turned off the video for this call, and I'm just yeah. the voice inside your heads. Yeah. So I mean, it's almost like it's almost like it's like <laughs> don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. Something like that. Yeah. Jordan's for yeah, sure the pretty mark. Much, it's pretty much like that. <laughs> Jordan, you're the mark for sure. Oh. I'm probably the Steven of this situation. You, you, you have like a real that. a real murdery vibe. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. That's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like it better with me being, I mean, because I'm, I'm coming just through your headphones. It's like I'm literally inside your head. Is this preferable Honest- to seeing me? Are you losing anything? I'm actually not. I always put my Audacity recording specifically over your screen anyways. Oh, good. Yeah. So I best. never really, <laughs> <laughs> I never see you. So it feels yeah, like a no, lateral move to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What do you want to talk about today? What if I'm not here? What if it's, what if I'm just a soundboard <laughs> that I've created? It's a bot that I'm running within Zoom. It's what they did for uh, Luke. <laughs> In Mandalorian season two and a half? Yep. 2.5. 2.1, maybe. Maybe. If anything. Not quite a half. Yeah. If anything. Uh, it's Mandalori- we- Mandalorian 2 and 118th birth by death of sleep within. <laughs> now that's a video game reference. Speaking of. I don't know. I don't know. It's a Kingdom Hearts reference. <laughs> no. So, you know, they name all their games. They're like, Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2.783 Remix Redux Upside Down. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, if you, dude, if you don't play the third boss from the second hour of 2.785 Remix Redux Upside Down, Birth by Death by Sleep by Death, then you're not going to understand the final boss of Kingdom Hearts 3, the main entry in the story. You will, like, you will understand why King Mickey is such a good king. Yeah, and it's like, I just want to watch Goofy be like, Sora, and that's all I really care about. 
That's all I really care about. Just let me just let me smack people with a key and hear Goofy be sad when I die. When the, when the game gets impossibly <laughs> difficult out of nowhere. You were you were taken over and did it dead on Goofy. <laughs> really good Goofy. <laughs> it's like a beam of light could have just been shooting out if of your you, mouth to the heavens. <laughs> if you were the one who had turned off video, I would have 100% thought that we had George Geef himself on the call. George Geef. What a perfect name for the Oh voice. my goodness. Well, we are talking about video games. Specifically, yeah. video games turned movies in our Video James series. I'm just deciding it's pronounced Video James for this series. That's fine. With it's me. a soft G. I think if it's rated M, then it's a hard G, but anything other than that is soft for the sure. kids. So, so video, James, video James, you know? The, the, <laughs> second, the second entry, I believe that puts it at fourth place in yeah. our voting mm-hmm. for our Video James series. Voted on by you, the Chunkies. Uh, that movie that we're talking about today is called Prince, Prince of, of Persia, Persia, The Sands, Sands of, of time. time. I wanted to put the in the wrong spot twice, almost. Prince of Prince of the Persia? Prin, Prince the of Persia. <laughs> it's. I really thought it was Prince of Persia, The, the Sands of Time. The, the Sands of the. the Time. Dosh, uh, would you give me a synopsis so we can do a podcast about this movie? This week's IMDb synopsis is written Ooh. by the Massey twins. What? Twice the author. They double actually the power. synopsis us it like our game. They just <laughs> go back and forth. Adopted from the streets of Nasaf by King Sharaman of Persia, young Dastan grows up amongst royalty and quickly earns his place as a mighty warrior and prince. As his brothers Garciv and Tus plan battle strategies, a spy sends word that the holy city of Alamut has been supplying weapons to the enemies of Persia. Taking matters into his own hands, Tus orders an attack on the sacred city, and upon its fall, Dastan encounters the beautiful Princess Tamina. When King Sheraman dies under mysterious circumstances shortly after, and Dastan is accused of his murder, he flees with the princess on a harrowing mission to clear his name. Learning from Tamina the true motives behind Alamut's invasion, Dastan must embark on a perilous quest to stop an evil mastermind's plot for ultimate power with a mystical weapon that can control the very fabric of time. Sometimes I feel like people write these synopses and about midway through writing, they're like, I got important work to do here. <laughs> like, I have 15 it's, minutes before I have to go to the dentist. Surely the synopsis won't take that long. And then 14 minutes in, they go, and then the rest of the movie happens. It, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, I guess, I guess I, I'll let you watch it to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. Nana, no. Sorry, my grandma's trying to <laughs> trying to eat the light bulbs again. <laughs> Nana, Nana, it's 2022. Nana, that's from a different time. You can't do that anymore. I would be so curious to know why this made it and others didn't. Jake. You think it's Jake? Right? Like it has to be. Here's the thing though. One of the most interesting things about reading the trivia on this movie and especially being vaulted into wanting to read more about it when I saw what clearly felt like an Assassin's Creed reference. Yeah. Was maybe maybe they're voting on Assassin's Creed? Like maybe this was a better Assassin's Creed movie than Michael Fassbender's movie. 
Maybe. I don't know. It's it's so interesting. It's definitely possible. I did not see the Fastbender one. No, nope, I, I had not seen either of these. So I can't I can't really speak to that. I tend to avoid video game movies like The Plague. Like yeah. newer iterations of them. I, I tend to steer pretty well clear because historically not great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just be curious to know like why why this one over others, you know? Because it, it, it the, as I watched this, well, okay. None of us had seen this before, right? Right. No. This to me is an example of what not to do with a video game movie, which is constrain it to the same rules that the player has during playing a video game. And by that, okay. I mean, I understand why the time travel knife has limited uses for a video game player so that you can't abuse yeah. it to beat the game on easy mode. But in our time travel movie, and this is my super dump, we time travel three on three separate occasions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? It, it? This could have been a really interesting movie with a lot of cool scenes of navigating puzzles, fights, and conversations because you have the ability to go back in time one minute. Yeah. Yeah. It could yeah. have been awesome. It could have been so cool. But because I assumed they were just like, well, in Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, you can run out of sand and you got to get more, recharge more or whatever so that you can use the knife again. So let's make it like that in the movie. It's like, you don't have to do, you're taking no, the No, it could have lesson. been about time. It could have absolutely been like about time. Where it's like, yes. I didn't like that. Let's try that again. Yes. And it, 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 they're taking the wrong lesson from something like, it's like Super Mario. It's like, hey, don't, you know, don't change the Goombas to giant walking lizards and don't change, right. all, like you change too much stuff. And then it's like in this one, they were like exactly like the game. It's like, well, you don't have yeah. to do that either. There yeah. is a happy I, medium here. I can see that. I feel like there's also just a ton of like big picture mistakes. I think in my mind, they're like, well, we'll save that for the second installation. <laughs> right. Yeah, we maybe. can use the dagger, the dagger so much. I mean, all signs, I mean, economically, we're pointing to this is still the most expensive video game movie of all time. Wow. 185 At, million, right? Just 200 million is what I, I should that money goodness. go. It didn't go to the it, slow-mo or the stunts. I'll dude, tell you that. It went to it went to like sets and props. This movie looks so expensive. Yeah, it, it does, does look really expensive. And I would understand that with like the Persian Empire supposed to be like the most gaudy, you know, they were just gold everything but sure. i um was trying to be like what is what are the breadcrumbs here who made this call because you know since we watched like uh, morbius and by the way listen to that genre geeks episode when that comes out it might be out now i'm not sure uh we talk about super mario brothers both pretty high budget things for their time of like who's who's getting it this far and i looked at 200 million in 2010 i was like oh my god and so uh, jerry bruckheimer uh is one of the uh, is one of the producers here. And so yeah. that makes sense. All of the sudden, here was the perspective, is we had somebody in the room that had done Pirates. Exactly. And by this time had done three of them for Disney. Had basically and been three like, pretty good it. ones. I think the first three are pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so after, uh, At World's End was 2007. So they were kind of like Fast and Furious in there just made three within six years, yeah. understandably, riding that high, making billions of dollars. And then they're like, okay, let's do a new one. Let's get these big names. 
all these future MCU villains and let's put them all in one movie. <laughs> and and they did it for 200 million because they just thought that was it. And this movie was so strange to me because it felt really close. It felt really close to yeah. me. I think I'm going to super dump. My super dump is unironically the timing. I think if our timing changes and we still use this budget energy and maybe even the same acting crew, who I don't think did an awful job, no. and make an Assassin's Creed movie. I think the issue here yeah. is we made Prince of Persia after the heat of Prince of Persia had died. We had a rework that would happen maybe two years before this, I think, 2008. But like 2007 was when, I, I imagine around the time they were starting to have ideas for this, 2007 is when Assassin's Creed came out. Yeah. And I think people by proxy were just probably thinking of Assassin's Creed and not being able to give Prince of Persia some credit for essentially, you know, what I would read kind of the spiritual beginning of Assassin's Creed. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, the super dump is there were some things that I had hoped could be in another time. Like I wished it would be like just wait until 2013 or like 14 and do an Assassin's Creed movie with this energy. Um, because we already know they tried to do that in like 2006. I can't believe how recently that, that was. Like 2016 yeah, was like or 17. Or 17 I I think. It's wild yeah. to me when the, every, they just keep catching it too late. It just feels like they catch it too late. It's not like when we say, hey, Wild Hunt's doing really well. Wouldn't it be great if within, you know, X amount of months, here's our show about The Witcher or Last of Us is hot right now. Like, let's just do it. Let's go ahead and make the the show. So I think... Video game movies in general feel behind a lot of the times. I was reading a review and it said that this is a substantial improvement over most video game movies. That's what that's what one critic said in 2010. And they really weren't wrong, in my opinion. I personally do think of what we had up until 2010, it is an improvement over other yeah, video sure. games. We talked about Super Mario Brothers <laughs> last week. It's like, yes, absolutely. So yeah, the timing, it, just in general for this whole franchise is just off to me. And again, I haven't seen any of the movies that we're going to review after this. And I sure. know that the, the ratings start to get exponentially better, but it just kind of baffles me. Video games have been around for a long time. And I think we're just having to get rid of the icky. I think we're having to move past it and can't really find our footing. You know, it's like the movie business hit on the canon of comics first. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we can do yeah. this. And now video games have been around long enough that there is some canon. There's some things that are expected culturally mm -hmm. with the stories that we tell. And I think we're getting there. And I think it's really going to be more of the surrogate of television shows um, than movies just yet. But yeah, it, it just feels so off. And it's tough because... The content is there. Like, video games have been telling great stories for decades, I, I would argue. Yeah. Like, for a long time, there's been really good stories, and we're just not doing them justice yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, Carter, I'm glad you brought up the acting not being terrible because I got such strong um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves vibes from some of this. <laughs> with Like, overacting? Yeah, well, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal, I know what he's capable of. So I have to imagine that the super cheese here is an intentional choice, probably because this is a paycheck, is my guess. But yeah, like, the accent was weird the, for me. The terrible accent, the overacting of like, brother, like all of it is so goofy. Can I, can I 
break your heart? Sure. Jordan specifically, can I break your heart? Sure. Jake Gyllenhaal is my super dump for this movie. That's not heartbreaking. I That's think he knows well enough. He knows his boy well enough that that's yeah. a he gets it too. I understand that. This I didn't, is, I didn't this care is for him in this. Really Im- impossible to believe that this is the same Jake Gyllenhaal that I know and love. I he know. terrible in this. Absolutely horrible. Jake Gyllenhaal is also... I mean, it's kind of the last duel thing where it's like you can't like you can't tell me that a man with Ben Affleck's face existed hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Like Jake Gyllenhaal has a very 21st century face. That face That's funny. That face did not exist 2,500 years ago. And if it did, it wouldn't be a beautiful <laughs> blue eye, brown hair, white boy like Jake Gyllenhaal is. <laughs> Which is the other kind of like, I was sort of embarrassed on behalf of white people for this movie mm-hmm. because it was some pretty wild casting. <laughs> but yeah, just Jake. Jake is quite bad in this. Yeah, he's really bad. Uh, I thought it was funny in the same way that I think that Costner's funny in Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't talk- think that's what they're going for. No. Though. Like, why are we also, we're just not aware like there's just a lack of awareness like culturally of like the choices to make in terms of like who you have. In 2010, Lost just wrapped up. And so <laughs> Naveen, Naveen Andrews has all yeah. the time in the world. Exactly, yeah. And he's got the heat, man. He might have had a little bit of maybe similar heat to what Jake Gyllenhaal had in 2010. But it's like, why is this not, why is that not Prince of Persia? Right. Why right. is this yeah. not? Yeah, right. why? Face. Just, and in he general, done, just in general, perfect face in general. Very attractive man, <laughs> yeah. but also perfect for this movie. Yeah, absolutely perfect for this movie. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, you know, it we does. just went out and got this street rat, you know? We just, <laughs> it certainly feels. The wig was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of pulled it off sometimes though, and it just made me upset. But Like at the yeah, end of the day, it, when like he went he, back even to his trailer? With, <laughs> even with hair that doesn't make sense for him, I was like, Right, but you're still kind of doing something for. Did you guys sure. see who was who they were? Uh, they the casting for 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 uh, Dastan was pretty wide open. There were lots of folks who they were considering, well, it, it, and it was much more culturally aware. <laughs> My two favorites that they were considering. Uh, it's got to be when somebody else got involved that they began to shift to exclusively. Let's look at the widest boys you know. Uh, it's and I don't know who was involved when that shift happened, but. <laughs> after that pretty apparent change my two favorites that they were considering were uh Orlando Bloom because they were just like maybe he can be the history boy he's already done Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean and Kingdom of Heaven so yeah, let's a, just make him a history Bruckheimer. boy yeah. uh and the other the other consideration is the best they were considering Zac Efron mm. I saw that can you guys imagine Zac Efron in this movie? <laughs> it's actually Amazing. all I want to imagine. Zac, and Zac Efron, 2010. Yeah. This is and still he, a, a little sapling of an Efron. Well, and he was even layered then. You know, technically he was in this movie. He was playing the dagger, which is honestly- Yeah, that's, I can't believe Far it. underrated. Zac Efron yeah. does voice the dagger in this movie. He does voice the dagger. <laughs> He's just like- <laughs> <laughs> Uh- I think, look, you loved this movie. No, I didn't. I, <laughs> you I did can't enjoy wait to watch it again. It. I did enjoy watching it though. Yeah, uh, I didn't oh, hate it. My dog, I had to pause it. I, I have probably four times in the history of our show paused a movie and been like, I have to get up and take a break. This was wow. one of those times. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. It was bad. Like 
it, the the badness of this movie was evident in almost every scene, but I still I enjoyed it more than I anticipated enjoying it going in. It was like a a fun watch that was remarkably stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I super pump? Yeah. Ooh. Um my super pump is pretty similar to a lot of movies that we've been reviewing recently and it's amongst a lot of big names uh, Alfred Molina comes in and just mm-hmm. has an absolute blast. I don't necessarily love his character, but I loved him on screen. I think Alfred Molina, Molina was my super pump and it yeah. Jordan if we're talking Prince of Thieves, here's our Alan Rickman. Yep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like he just did it. Like he just went in, and Alfred Molina was like, "Okay, sure, I'm I'm going to take what little you gave me about this person. I'm going to write his own exact motivations." Mm-hmm. Like it felt like he was not touched by the actual scriptwriters. Yep. It felt like he came in, he was flexing, and they're like, "This feels like a good act. I think this is good acting." Yeah. So yeah. let's just let this guy do what he wants and. It was a blast. He shows up like 35, 40 minutes yeah. into the movie and we don't use him enough. Yeah. We don't use anybody enough for me to feel sad that anybody dies, by the way. Right. Yeah. Well, and we Which go back in time stinks. and keep every every single person from dying. Yeah. Alfred Molina Not is everybody. really, really Almost. fun. He's so fun. His character movie. absolutely feels like he was written for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That, yeah. that character... Absolutely could be one of the pirate kings in Shipwreck City. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. You know, just speaking of characters that did or maybe did not get time to shine, how are you going to handcuff Ben Kingsley to this script and not let him be larger than life? For real. That should have been We would like you to be smaller than life, Ben Kingsley. Right. If anybody had the most chutzpah coming in, it's him. I mean, he's... His career has already had several highs, you know, and yeah, he comes in and does this and whoops. Yeah, it was a bit of a whoopsie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It really Just was not a enough. Bit of a Big oops. He looked great, but I, I mean, I, I remember seeing him more than hearing him. Like I would actually say that much. by and large, the costumes, aside from Jake, did look good. I thought everybody looked. Uh, well, we're going to have nothing to talk about in the back half of the show because my super pump is the production execution. Okay. Not specifically the production design because there are things that look remarkably stupid. Jake Gyllenhaal looks like a halfway Steven Tyler cosplay for <laughs> much of this movie. His like super long vest and red infinity scarf just looks like Steven Tyler. <laughs> um, everything else, the execution, uh, like the, the detail work on the costumes, on the props is very intricate. And the it knife looks, looks cool. V- very good. Like, this is a level of production design that I feel like we don't usually see in video game movies. And this was, I mean, you know, the only one that spent more than this is Warcraft, which was, I think, 350 million, 300 million, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That had but been, that's because that it's out, yeah. mostly CG, right? Like this, a lot of this money had to go to, I mean, obviously the CG set extensions and stuff, but like the prop work is super intricate on this. And it, it looks, it's a believable, lived in looking world. Uh, which is great. I mean, it, it it really does serve to illustrate the difference between what the movie looks like and what the movie actually is. This is another one of those, we talk about these sometimes, where if I watched this on mute, I would think it was a great movie. <laughs> like if I, if I wasn't 
if I didn't know what was happening or if I watched this in a language I didn't speak, I'd be like, this is like maybe even Lord of the Rings quality. Yeah. Just because War- it looks good. Warcraft was 160 million. Oh, so this was so, more expensive than Warcraft. Yeah, Prince of Persia is still the most expensive video game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would say that this movie does look good, uh, except for when it doesn't, which I know you kind of touched on with Jake right. and a couple other things, but like the slow-mo, we're still using the early 2000s slow-mo yes. and not oh, the actual like, high-frame slow-mo. It's awful. And there's a lot of moments, like at the beginning during the parkour scene with young Dustin oh, running through kid. the streets. Yeah. And every jump, it's like full-grown adult man jumping and then a kid lands. Okay, great. And yeah. then full-grown ad- yeah. adult man jumps and does a flip and then a kid lands. Like, that's awful. Um, the, the, the effect work on any of really the, the tall jumps where we are yeah. clearly um, digitally altering whatever the background is, is terrible. Yeah. I don't feel like I have y'all's ear. Was was the sound mixing off? I'm not a good judge of that. I'm staying in an Airbnb currently. We're shooting a wedding this weekend. So we did a bit of traveling and I had to, I watched it on a old HD Vizio TV. I didn't even watch it in 4K. Uh, Like it's the stone ages. I'm curious. I was actually thinking about this last night because I had to sign into my Disney Plus account on the Roku here. Do you guys get, are you weirded out by that? I'm incredibly yeah. just like super weird. Like I, I would rather watch it on my laptop than sign oh, into it. because you want to like sign out of it? Yeah, make sure Right, it just makes it. me feel, it makes yeah. me feel dirty. They all have, shit. they all have the option to sign out of all devices if you log on on your laptop so you can make sure, but. No, I know. It just feels like sticking my hands in like dirty water or something. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not protected <laughs> from whatever's going on here. <laughs> Um, I, w- was there anything specific, Carter, that you're talking about? There was nothing that stood out to me, but I can't it express just, how casually I watched this. Yeah, I felt like <laughs> vocals were much louder than our environment. Oh, you know what? There was some. There was some moments of ADR where it was like, "Whoa, turn it down!" Like it's so. Yeah. Well, in the in the ostrich scene, which is funny to say that out loud. Um, <laughs> In in the ostrich scene when they're like jumping around because we have some pretty good action pieces, and for this having a you know Bruckheimer who knows how much energy he put into it. I mean, not enough, obviously. It's like the chore- choreography in Pirates was infinitely better. <laughs> With oh yeah, like fights and just sure. magooing your way around certain things. But when they were jumping, I heard just Jake grunting even when he wasn't on screen. Was just like ah. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, ah, ah. Like just all these things that I was like, this I, I don't think this is right. Come on, Jake. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. I'd much rather hear this stomping ostrich stampede. But okay. I don't I know think that I, I would that actually specifically, but yeah, I think there was something wonky about it. Yeah. I would actually say that I think the the conquering uh the battle of Alamut at the beginning, and I guess kind of the end of this movie, is I'm having trouble thinking of a worse, like history battle, medieval style yeah. swords and sandals battle that I've ever seen on a screen. Yeah. I think the and way that that too, is shot, the yeah. way our opposing armies are costumed exactly the same way, it yeah, is impossible to tell what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I you was kind what? of like, oh, like I was so sad for them because I'm also looking at, there's the, there's so much of the money right there. We had so many extras. Oh yeah, it's all the horses costume, and extras and costumes. Yeah. Weapons and stuff. And I was like, oh, but you didn't do this. Like you blew it. I thought of like the... 
the much lower budget that Braveheart had. <laughs> and I'm thinking <laughs> right. of just those fights, and I'm like, well, okay. And this, you know, two decades before this even, you know, came out. <laughs> I want to talk about um, an, a special effect, maybe the only special effect that really, really worked for me, but it worked really well. And it is the uh, like slipstream of time special effect. With everything, bad. everything happening in reverse while there's sort of like a sandy spirit version of whoever pressed the button. Yeah. Watching everything. I actually think that looked really cool. I dug it. And I could have done with them using it about a hundred more times yeah, what on to earth? further Why? the plot of this movie. Yeah. I think Our like, talking about sands of time to using sands of time ratio was about a hundred to one. Right. Right. Well, I think about, like Doge brought up about time, or I think about the game Life is Strange, where you have these time manipulation powers. And part of the whole crux of the game is you can have a conversation with somebody who, just for example, would be like, what's the password? And you're like, apricot. And they're like, no, it's potato skins, idiot. Get out of here. And then you rewind time to before they asked. And they're like, what's the password? And you're like, potato skins. They're like, how'd you know that? Come on in. So like, what an awful, (laughs) it's awful of them. Is that a real example from that game? It's pretty bad. No, security. I was just pulling it's something out of my security. butt. I was just pulling something <laughs> out of my butt here. You're wrong. It's this. But like to see him use it in more ways than we did would have been so much more interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's what I'm realizing is like this is ultimately the most corporately creative way to make this movie because yeah. it, the the solution to it is. Let's throw money at it. Let's give it a huge budget. Let's cast some big name folks in it. And it's clear that we didn't really have a unified vision based on how wide our casting call was for, for at least for Dastan and I'm assuming right. for Princess Tamina as well. And it's like, we could write, we could make the script more creative rather than making it look perfect. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy that. Well, it is, it is time for shout announcements. And, um, I got, I've got a bit that I want to start the second half with uh, because I can tell that we don't have much to say about this medium milk toast uh, movie. So I don't know why milk toast sounded Italian when I said that. I mean, how do you toast, describe uh, the flavor of grits with no seasoning? Milk toast. Shout announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Shout out to uh, timing this time around. Timing. Uh, Next week, we should be doing Uncharted, the third place voted movie of the Video James series. Um, But we're going to push that to the last week of the series, not out of preference, but because by that time, it will be available for home viewing. And we yeah. want all of you, our dear listeners, to be able to view it at home. And uh, we'd rather be able to watch it that way than have to go out to a theater or force you all to go out to a theater to watch it. So, yeah, that will be last, even though it is third place. So that means next week we will be doing the second place movie, uh, which is Sonic the Hedgehog. And I have not seen this. I'm excited. I haven't either. I'm excited. I have heard good things. I love Ben Schwartz. Yeah. And James Mars, though. JC as well. That should Jim be Carey. yeah. That should be a ton of fun. So look out for that. And while you're while you're uh, having fun and gearing up for a, just an absolute blast, go ahead and blast on over to whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us and drop us a rating and review. It helps us out in the algorithm. It helps us be discovered. So if you love us and want others to love us, 
the two best things you can do are tell somebody about us and rate and review. So please do that. Please do that. And um, I think there is an assumption when you look at our library on Two Chunks and a Hunk, you see, you know, some 402 episodes that we've recorded for the people, all that stuff, that we have a genuine care for you. Let me tell you how much we care for you. Jordan and I decided to go back in time three weeks. We got to the end of our series uh, and we're like, you know what? We we made so many people spend money on Uncharted. Let's go back. Yeah. Because when we did the math, it was like, listen, you, let's say you might be someone who goes to the movies by yourself, but maybe you took a friend. Maybe you got the popcorn. You got the drinks. It probably ends up like, I'm, I'll be conservative and say like 40 bucks sure. with two people to go two see Uncharted. Two tickets and snacks and, and, and drinks then, for two? Yeah, 40 I mean, is easy. We were like, well, they could do that or they could have our highest tier of Patreon for eight months. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what? let's just go change that. I think that. it's better for the people and better for the podcast. So that's why we came back. Um, there's a few things that Jordan and I talked about too outside of the podcast that we'd like to have another shot at. So I get that. I know he's had some matchups in the uh, in the Elden Ring game that he's like, you know, if I if I only had three weeks back. Love to beat to him. Love to beat again. him one time. Yeah, love to beat him one time. So uh, we do have on Patreon that $3 tier, which gets you the extra vote. That got you the extra vote in this series. There'll be, should be another one that comes up. Uh, in this year uh, of stuff that we have for you guys. There's also the extra special bonus episodes that only you get at that $3 tier. We've got something special cooking up for our Video James series. Uh, And then we've got the $5 tier, which gets you on the Discord. You uh, You get to have all your opinions. You get to see a true relationship with us, one of... Love and one of hate, if you choose. We're not <laughs> we're not naturally haters, but if you choose to hate Doman, then you can keep that level. Please, yeah, stay at the five dollar level. We kind of I feel like we need you. Everybody needs a everybody needs an antagonist. Mm. Um, also, give a listen to Genre Geeks. Genre Geeks. We have uh, confirmed now that that episode is up live. We rant about Morbius with them. If you haven't heard of that movie, I I get it, but we rant about Morbius on Genre Geeks. You can go check out that episode. Uh, and and show show AJ and, and and Heath all the love over there on Genre Geeks. We had we had a fun time. Darren is their third host. We got we missed him. He heard we were coming and didn't really want anything to do with it. But for the other two, go for it. Go love them. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm back. Did you guys even address why I was gone? Or was it nope. like, well, I'm here. Nope. Great, guys. Let's I mean, if it. you're listening, if you, this part, if you were this wondering. This part absolutely won't be in the episode. No, it, <laughs> I'll put back. it. I want people to know back. that I still care about them and I still love them. Even though I've been gone for a long time. In the episode, so I don't I've gone for a long to. time, but I'm back now so and I'm ready to love to you again. Because I don't think anybody's going to hear that part. It was crazy. You're telling me people wouldn't notice when their favorite voice was gone. <laughs> <laughs> As I can feel the steam uh, sort of leaving our veins uh, for Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time. Whoa, hang, on, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We are steam-powered automatons. Mm-hmm. We are the metal men mm-hmm. of podcasting. Or we're just titans, if you watch Attack on Titans. Or Titan. just titans, the mighty, watch Attack The on mighty, Titan. mighty titans. The mighty morphin oh. titans. And I think... Titans. I, I have something I'd like to discuss. It, it came to Tell me, me in a flash while I was driving earlier this week. I was thinking of 
sort of unique video game experiences. And I just mean unique in the sense of uh, just the way they occur. I'll give my example, but I think these are fun. These are fun to talk about because there's sort of this, especially when we were younger before it was like 30 seconds after a video game comes out, some YouTubers like 10 secrets you didn't know about Breath of the Wild. But like 10 things the game doesn't tell you. Right, yeah. I think <laughs> as a kid, there's this sort of like mysterious aura around some of the most popular video games. I have a vivid memory of being in the elementary school and playing Ocarina of Time. And I had a babysitter who I now realize was probably about 16 and didn't know anything. But at the time I was like, this is a full grown adult who's in charge of me and knows everything about the world. And I think what I know now is that she was just trying to get me to leave her alone and go play more Zelda. But I was telling her about Zelda and she was like, oh yeah, my boyfriend plays Zelda all the time. And I was like, cool. And she was like, do you have the rainbow sword? And I was like, what? And she was like, the rainbow sword. I was like, there's only, there's only two swords, technically three. There's, there's the, the giant's knife, the Bigoron sword, and then the master sword, I guess the Kukuri sword. She was like, no, 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 the rainbow sword. It's a the special sword. sword. There's a secret special sword that you get. And I was like, is it in the forest? Like the Lost Woods? She was like, yeah, that sounds right. My boyfriend has it. <laughs> and I killed days combing every inch of the Lost Woods in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, looking for secret passageways, tunnels, things I could blow up or smack to open up a route to get this mysterious rainbow sword. And... It just, it stinks of that same energy uh, of the kid on the playground is like, my uncle works at Nintendo and he says there's actually a secret 121st star in Mario 64 um, (laughs) and I know how to get it. You know, like it's sort of that like You have to play as Peach. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or like there's actually, you can be, you can be Luigi. Luigi's waiting at the top of the castle if you want to go get him and- (laughs) <laughs> blah, 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 all this stuff. And there, there is just this like mythos that surrounds video games. Do kids have that experience anymore playing games? I, I imagine they have to have something similar. Right? There is sort of this like secret culture around those things. But I, I think most kids- I heard, if you, I heard if you do this dance in a hard enough way, you get unlimited V-Bucks. Right, yeah, probably. something, something like is. that. Do, do you guys, and it doesn't have to be like a secret like that, but do you guys have sort of like a unique to you Dude, video game yes. memory like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, so, you know, Tiny TV playing, this was on the 64. Now, I had a Sega Genesis first mm-hmm. and playing things like Streets of Rage and Toy Story and- yeah. Sonic and Earthworm Jim and stuff like that. But on the N64, there was a game. And I think it's because I was trying to get something else and it wasn't available at Blockbuster. So I ended up just having, just going for this vibe. But there was a game called Hercules and it was based off of like the show. There was a Hercules show that was really popular in the 90s. And this would have been in 2000 that I was 12 years old playing Hercules and spent, you talk about going through the, the forest for days there was it was so hard, dude. It was very puzzly, and I had to pick. I had to get enough energy to pick up this boulder, and then just move this boulder. And I just couldn't do it. And I just have memories of just this honking pixely man <laughs> holding a boulder, but it's attached to Lifehouse, which was a band at the time, <laughs> and the song called 
and it was getting played so much. So I was doing these two things simultaneously. So anytime I hear hanging on a moment with you, waiting on all I've held on to, I'm just like, I can just see myself like, even to the beat almost, Hercules was like, up, 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 up. Oh and just my like, goodness. That is so good. That is amazing. Directly associated with exactly where I was sitting. Recognize, like, it's one of those video game moments when you look up and, like, oh, it's pit, it's dark in my room. I haven't turned on a, like, I, right. I started at a time in the middle of the day and it's, there is no day anymore. And then you, you, like, almost don't want to look down. You're like, oh, okay, it's, it's eight. Okay, that's not as bad <laughs> as I thought it could be. <laughs> but you just get completely lost in it. But yeah, that's my incredibly strange and unique. <laughs> yeah, I love that experience that I first thought of with that. But yeah, Hercules. I'll have to look that I up. I love that. My incredibly unique video game experience is one with it was a Looney Tunes game for PlayStation, the first PlayStation. Uh and it is has released under two different titles. One of them was Sheep Dog and Wolf. And the other title was Sheep Raider. I'm just looking it up right now. Apparently, a lot of folks have a pretty fond memory of this game. 97% of people liked this game. It's like 8 out of 10 on IGN. <laughs> like What? Uh, I rented this game probably six different times from Blockbuster. <laughs> Economically, definitely should have bought it. Um, in this game, you play as, it's not Wile E. Coyote. It's the same drawing as Wiley Coyote, but it's not Wiley Coyote. His nose is red. And you're ordering products from Acme to go and steal sheep from Sam the Sheepdog. Uh, and so it's like a stealth-based game that's also kind of puzzly. That's also like a building game where you like would get these packages, these drops from Acme of like, here's rocket boots. And on this level, you have rocket boots. And I remember you, this. You have to steal like six sheep and bring them into this ring so that Sam yes. doesn't see you. And it's like uh, like really early like stealth game. I think it was released in 2001. So I, it was probably around then that I'm playing it. Um, but I just have like core memories of renting this game over and over and over, particularly building like over summer break or spring break or something, building a blanket fort in the living room. Amazing. And moving my, my little tiny TV uh, that was that I could play PlayStation on. It was one of those TVs with a built-in VCR. Moving that little Amazing. TV to the floor of this blanket fort and laying there and eating like Doritos or chicken nuggets or whatever and playing. Uh, I, when I rented it, it was called Sheep Raider. I wonder if Sheep, Dog, and Wolf is like an international title or something, but... That's so funny. Man, I really want to try to find this game now that I'm talking about it. I'm sure you could emulate it or something on PC. It's the Kevin Sorbo Hercules. Like, it's, it's like... Ooh. What's uh, uh, eternally was on TNT for 15 years wow. <laughs> of the replays of maybe only two seasons. But yeah, uh, I found out that, that that was released in October of 2000. It makes perfect sense. It's around, around the time the Lifehouse sunk. <laughs> I'll take it from here. Man. Dude, the Wile E. Coyote game stands out to me too. Dude. That's so funny. Like, do you all remember the Home Alone video game? Mm -mm. I never played that one. Uh, there was one for that too. It, it has always been money grabby, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Like from the moment we had video games themselves, there was also content related to, like, outside of the video game. For sure. Content in general. It's like, let's try and latch onto a movie, try and latch onto a show. So to see, it's funny to, like, full circle Prince of Persia being Disney. You know, Disney has had 
video games. Now, Prince of Persia wasn't a Disney video right. game, from what I understand. No. But it it's had it had for a long time had video games. Yeah. Which is, oh yeah. Disney Interactive. I used to play like every single Disney game that there was. Yeah. Infamously hard. Uh, just can't wait to be king level. On <laughs> right. <Lion> right. King, <laughs> where it's like this. I I'm telling you. This I'm hitting this giraffe exactly how I'm supposed to, <laughs> and it's not launching me to the hippo. I'm telling you, I can't do this any different. Dude, I probably sunk hundreds of hours into the Toy Story 2 Disney Interactive game. Do you guys remember that one? Bro, yes. Oh, yeah. In 64, he has the yo-yo. Yeah. You're like shooting oh, yeah. the yo-yo to try and connect to things. You remember there? I remember that there was a uh, something in the garage where you had to drive R- the RC car. Um, yeah. Yep. Around the garage and like there's do a, something. There's a Pizza Planet mm-hmm. level where you have to like stop moving in the cup when people mm-hmm. are around. Yep. When you're hiding. Yeah. Very good. Wow. There's also a Bugs Life game that I remember. Man, so many of those movie tie-in games. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Back to Prince of Persia though. I haven't super <laughs> pumped. Womp womp. Let us know. I thought by and large that the stunts were bad. Mm-hmm. But there was one stunt scene in this movie that was so cool that I want to see it redone. And it was Can I guess? Do what? Can I yeah, guess? I'd love that. Was it was it really early? Yeah. Was it the arrows uh-huh. getting shot into uh-huh. the wall? Yeah, yeah I love that. Dustin scaling the wall. Um where he's like running up while they're pushing the pole. And then he gets to a certain point and he starts to like climb all these arrows. Give me more of that energy for the rest of this yeah. movie. Don't yeah, yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. parkour a hot start, exclusively. Show me cool stuff that I haven't really seen before except in like a Cirque du Soleil show. Give me that kind of stuff. I love some that. more O, you know? Give me some more of that O action. We do actually get kind of a scene from O when they jump out of a fourth story window and land in two feet of water and are totally fine. Uh, and I guess Whatever, as we as we kind of close our Prince of Persia discussion up here, it, we should talk about Gemma Archerton just for a second, who is fine here. I, she's, I'm not offended she's by her presence. She doesn't do anything visionary for me. Uh, she's fine. She's okay. She's fine. I don't, uh, I don't buy any chemistry between her and uh, young Jacob. No, same. There's no, same. There's no. Belief. She yells Destin a lot. She does. She does yell that. She did a good job of that. She does. Oh, you know what? While we're talking about her, let's talk about the the bone bonk. Talk to me about that. What is that? Yeah. Mean? So she the the fake the fake pass out and then the bone she hits the him bone with, bonk is if you run out of bones and people donate their bones, they don't do the bone bonk. You can go to the bone bonk and make you know, a withdrawal a blood bonk. of bone from your bone from yeah, your yeah, bonk yeah, account. Okay. Of your bonk account, I get you. No, okay. the the she hits him with what sounds like a pool noodle. <laughs> it's just like boom. And he he does like a cartoonish like before he passes out. And it's so out Which of place. Like, isn't that funny? It's perfectly in place, maybe two or three times in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Yeah. It's an out of place here. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Did it take itself too seriously? Is that the issue? Doge, here? as you brought up Absolutely. Pirates of the Caribbean, it is so clear that that's what this wants to be. I didn't think about it, but that's what this wants to be, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think if this had continued, we would have seen an eventual crossover where Prince of Persia meets the first pirate. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a colon 
in the title of your movie if you don't think there's going to be more. Right. Well, it's named after the game IMO, but which, which there was more of, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's like we didn't need to. If if you knew it was a one-off, do you call it the Sands of Time? I guess you don't have yeah, to. That's a good point. That's a fair point. Well, it is time to rate this movie that we did watch, in fact, and we're going to rate it using science. The scientific cinema scale is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. And after that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. You know what's funny? Not this movie. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate this. It's like when every time, hold up, every time the princess would burn somebody, there was a massive herd of men that were just like, ooh. When when (laughs) they see her face, the whole room of guys is like, wow-wee, wowzers. (laughs) Wowzers. Did they have bangs back then? Wowzers. (laughs) Um, I didn't hate this movie. One of the IMDb <laughs> trivias, hang on, one of the IMDb trivias says, even though this movie takes place 2,500 years in the past, Princess Tamina has shaved armpits. Pervert. Get out of here with your historical inaccuracies, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time. <laughs> I prefer my magic dagger time travel stories to be realistic, thank you. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Maybe she's a time traveler from the future, and that's why she shaves her armpits. Hmm. Maybe she Could forgot be. her armpit hair. She traveled and was like, oh, I left something in the future. It's my armpit Ew, here. Oh, I, I man. For whoever stumbles upon that, like whatever that looks like. Or- that's legend says that's where we get caterpillars. Amazing. You know everything. I will be streaming this movie. I almost forgot it. But it had enough, <sighs> uh, enough moments where I was like, <laughs> cool. That I am willing to give it a stream. Right. I'm streaming it. I think if somebody really wanted to watch it, I'm not going to just fully steer them away. You know, that's why it's a stream for me too. I think forget it movies, I'm like, no. Like, we're not going to do this. Like, like they're, they're giving me several options and I'm like, let's go with some of these other options besides this movie. Um, I think if someone really wanted to watch Prince of Persia, they hadn't seen it before or they wanted to show me something, I'd be like, okay, whatever. So I stream it. I forget Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. because Honestly, because I will never watch this again. I've already forgotten much of it. Um, I don't know that I could lay out the entire plot of this movie front to end for you if you asked me to. And if I was ever with somebody and they said, we should watch Prince of Persia, I love that movie. I would say, I'm not going to hang out here anymore. I'm going somewhere else. Wow. You almost fell into a trap. I think if you were going to say stream it, I would have given you some bad fifth. fifth <laughs> but I'm proud of you. You're consistent as you've always been. As always, Doge is consistent if nothing. And I mean nothing. If nothing else. else. Usually. Not a single other thing. Usually yeah. nothing else. <laughs> well, next yeah. week, if you skipped over shout announcements, which if you did, shame on you. Hey, I shame. skipped it because my internet was being bad. That's What's true. happening? That's true. You did do that. The third place winner of the vote was is Uncharted, but we're going to push that to the last week of the series because by then it will be available to stream at home for both us and our dear listeners. We want you to be able to uh, check that movie out before we talk about it. So next week we will be doing the second place 
voted on movie, which is Sonic the Hedgehog. Very excited. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I am too. I've, I've, I've apparently the second, apparently Sonic two absolutely rips. Really? It's tearing up right now. Yeah. People love that movie. Cool. That's fun. Well, yeah, I'm very interested, very excited. So tune in for that. And just while, while I'm talking, jump on, jump on Patreon, get some bonus episodes, go to that second tier, get in the discord, have some conversations uh, fight about our choices for our uh, spring delirium. It'll all be okay. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what borderline forgotten video game franchise we would like to see get a movie in the style of Prince of Persia. I would call that like a halfway serious, big budget movie version. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan. Wonders. Do you guys remember Gex the Gecko? Oh my goodness. Yes. Not until right now. Let's let's do like a halfway serious, like we tried. We gave it some money. Let's do one of those, but for Gex. Live action. <laughs> a costume like Sesame Street, no CG. <laughs> <laughs> they could use the Gecko from Geico. I, I mean, he's not doing anything right now. That's true. That's very true. I'm Doge. And I would love an animated Spyro the Dragon movie. Mm. There's no reason why that would not absolutely print money. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be a lot of fun. It would be fun. I'm Carter. And my initial idea happened last year. And I didn't know that. I was going to say Dynasty Warriors. Um, which was a fun just hack and slash game. But if you go to Netflix, you can watch it right now. What? So I'm not going to say Dynasty really? Warriors. Uh-huh. 2021, Dynasty Warriors. It was a Netflix movie? I mean, it's all very new to me right now. Uh, I'm Carter, and... Well, this is in development. <laughs> I'll just use it as an announcement. I was going to say Sly Cooper. Feels like that's begging for a movie. That's in development. And it's happening. Oh, that's it's, fun. It's currently in development. Um, my, I guess this means I have good ideas or yeah, maybe I have fun. good ideas too late. There's a screenshot and it's kind of fun. It's animated. Yeah, that's not so bad. Fun. Little Sly. Oh, yeah. It's got a movie poster. I like that. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, Sly Cooper. So, how did you matter for me, Sly? I don't want to eat you. I just want to talk to you, okay? Oh, my God. So how did you matter for me? Oh, my God. It's the devious raccoonus. <laughs> Sora! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.